0: While my friends and I were traveling to San Diego, we ran into a guy who has a really unique mindset of controlling your own reality and taking ownership of your life. Neil Talbot has traveled the world, is currently living in San Diego, working on his own business of life and business coaching, as well as helping a San Diego local family-run Italian uh, food place out. I'm having Neil on today to talk with me a little bit more about Amazon Alexa, his experience with how mindset can affect your overall life. And then a little bit more talk on IOT in the restaurant. Hello, Patrick.
1: Hello. How are you? Very good, how are you?
0: How's your day? Been going great. Just left uh, Yellowstone, yeah, it was, Sorry I had to push back the meeting a little bit. I realized I didn't have any service in the national parks whatsoever. And I didn't realize how much I missed technology until I was having to <laughs> pull out the map that they gave me and try to remember if the sun rose in the east or the west to try to get out of the park just so that I could find the McDonald's and make this call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it made
0: me remember to just take a deep breath and to not get stressed about it. And instead, to just remember, like, it's a sunny day. I've got nice clouds out. What can I do right now to make the situation better rather than dwelling on the problem? And this kind of brings up one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about is, is the mindset that you bring into things. When I met you, one of the things that really resonated just, just from meeting you was how strong of a personality you have in your characters. Hmm. When you were talking to your son, I remember uh, before you had to head out to work one night, he was upset about you having to go to work. And he kept asking, Daddy, why do you have to go to work? And you responded to him. And this stuck out to me. I get to work. And that resonated because a lot of my friends' parents go and they, they'll respond with, I have to work. This is my job. This is a result. Life is happening to me. But it sounded like you took it and you said, this is my life. I chose to do this. I choose to go into work every day. Can, can you elaborate a little bit on just that mentality and those intentions?
1: Absolutely, I can. Sure, yeah. First, I'm 100% jealous that you were in Yellowstone National Park in the last few days. Uh, one of my favorite places in the world, and I—I've uh, yet to visit. I've been to the United States for many years, and that's one place I have not gone. Spent many a time looking online, looking at great photographs because I was a photographer for many years. So I understand the beauty of the place, and I'm so uh, you know jealous of that in that regard. But uh, that being said, uh, thank you. Appreciate the compliments and uh, the understanding of what you, uh, your first impressions of of how I, should, um, and to kind of dig deep right away when it comes to get to go to work is it's, it's is in the some, some regards that we get to go to work because we got to pay bills. We get to um, live that we, you know, we are searching for. And I think um, life is about, um, you know, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Um, the destination comes when we're in a, you know, a, a cardboard box or, a box somewhere six feet under and that's to me is like that's the journey ends Uh, and my regards to uh, getting to do something that pays the bills is that's of national international importance Um, and I don't shirk it and I believe in hard work I believe in that that's uh, where I get to be for me and my son instead of it's a mindset for everything I do in my life Um, I get to wake up in the morning I don't. Do I have to wake up in the morning? No, um, but uh, it's um, it's because I I have a passion for life and for my son. My son is my barometer for my day, and he. You know, if you look at how vibrant a four-year-old boy is, it's an incredible experience, and uh, that is. It's it just it, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because I'm much the same. I just enjoy my life. I enjoy the people around it. And when you came to stay, it was a blessing. And I said, wow, this is a, what, do, what do I get to learn from my son? What do I get to learn from the people that show up in my house and that are people I meet every day? What can they bring to my life that um, educates me? And uh, that's why I, I love to do what I do. And so explaining to my son, he gets older that uh, work is important. And the, what I I love about my work is, is I get to meet people and um, uh, I come home and the, the icing on the cake is I get to pay my bills with that work. And so it's, uh, that's why it's to,
0: to have that mindset. I remember talking with Ashton a lot and after hearing that thinking, wow, at a young age, I wonder how that kind of parenting will affect him in that snowball as he gets older. And then in the same way, I was thinking, huh, I thought this a couple of times, I wonder how interacting with technology like Amazon Alexa is impacting these kids. Because for me, I got my first cell phone at eighth grade and you, cell phones weren't even created with touch screens until you were well out of college. Uh-huh. And a couple years later, now everybody is born and they know how to interact with an iPad before they know how to speak sometimes. Yeah. And now people are seeing their parents interact with Alexa. And when she doesn't stop playing music after three seconds if she doesn't respond immediately they say hey Alexa shut up or they say some other crude term and these kids pick up on how people are interacting with these machines and it, it's making me wonder how um, interacting with these voice assistants is going to change how kids learn to interact with other people or if how people interact with technology is important do you do you think that there's any sort of importance there or do you think there's a firm distinction between how people interact with other people and how people are interacting with technology when we're trying to teach our kids? Uh,
1: I think there is a distinction because of technology is something that doesn't give you uh, an answer back. Um, it's very kind of one way um, in, in some regards when it comes to emotion. Um, and I think we, we get to treat people uh, respectfully uh, on, a, on a regular basis. I think that um, it does serve in that regard to be polite and how you do interact with uh, voice activation systems because, um, as you say, my son is, is a sponge. Until they're about five, five and a half, um, they, uh, which is their greatest learning experience, they, they, they kind of get their personality, they get to so raw, but they, they it, it just absorb it. I think it's important to realize that when you are speaking to these activation systems that um, you are speaking correctly and you are using correct words and not um, derogatory terms, um, because we we can do it for fun. But uh, and that's okay. But when it comes to a a young boy, uh, I always grew up with they're always saying if you're using swear words or derogatory words, uh, your education is not as good as it could be and there's a, there's room for improvement, so I was always uh, um, given some, plenty of feedback by, by my parents and so I grew up with uh not using those words and it, it there's no need to use those words unless you are as we go get angry and they they do come out but uh when it comes to technology um I think they bring incredible value uh to situations my like you you saw you had first hand experience of a four year old who's uh who's just will be for next week, um, and how he experiences it. And we saw it in a fun
0: environment. Uh, my- oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Seeing him play with and say, hey, Alexa, make a fart noise, for <laughs> I want to say 45 minutes or an hour, just blew my mind. And to think how, how that can be expanded, to just provide this kid with answers to anything he can imagine. Oh. Like Alexa, launch a rocket, or Alexa, take me on a space adventure. Anything this kid could ask. Mm-hmm. Alexa could take him on an adventure for hours. Yeah. And then playing hide and seek, that was cool. I mean, it definitely could be more developed, but cool. for he was able to have fun playing hide and go seek. His, his imagination turned that entire experience up to like 10 other levels, 100%. way past anything that I could find enjoyment in, you know? Yeah, so I think
1: that's where you say is like the kids of, the, of that age have incredible imagination. They don't need um, all these fancy toys, per se. Uh, um, you can give them a cardboard box and they make a, a fort out of it and create these mm-hmm. conversations between themselves, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. to have that uh, at our beck and core, and I, I still feel the, the technology is in its infancy, per se. Um, what's it going to look like in five years is absolutely incredible. I mean, it's an exponential growth in the next five years for this particular um, way of uh, living and the environment. You've seen what's happened in, like you said, in, in 10, 12 years, where has the touch um, screen phones have gone, and where is voice going to take us? I mean, it, it is, as they say, the easiest communications medium is voice, um, but it's mo- most difficult to... Um, kind of comprehend through uh, digital, I think. But I, they're, they're doing an amazing job right now. Amazon are incredible in what they have created. I think that it's gonna be uh, uh, a huge value to our society where you can have as you said, anything at our fingertips, no matter what it is, it's gonna create a lot of freedom for a lot of people too. That's what I
0: think about it. I've, I've heard the, the, the concept, having one question answered leads to two more questions mm-hmm. and that got me to thinking a little bit in the past before we really had google you would ask a question and in order to really get that answered you'd have to go and research so that would usually block you if you had something like i wonder how far away the sun is you wouldn't even get to thinking about how big is the sun in comparison to earth because you don't even know how far away it is mm-hmm. but now when we can ask what does the sound of a lion make and then you hear what a lion sounds like and then you want to ask where is the largest population And then Alexa responds with that. And then you can say, Alexa, where's the closest lion to me? And Alexa tells him that there's a lion at the zoo nearby. And now he can act on that. Like as a five-year-old, he can know how far away a zoo is to see an actual lion without needing his parents, without needing to type on a keyboard, just by, just by having these questions using this, as you're saying, yeah, when they're young, they have these really creative minds, using these imaginations with very simple language to be able to express great meaning and to have, to be taken much further with these adventures than I think they could have in the past. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. To see how kids are able to create. I see the Nintendo switch on last month in April, they came out with this cardboard, uh, these cardboard kits for the, the Wii switch, which is a, a little portable gaming device. And they could uh, fold up this cardboard box and put it on and wear it like a robot. And then when they punched this cardboard box, the robot punched and when they kicked the robot kick, and it even came with this little cardboard foldable uh, fishing rod that they could play with and a bunch of other things in ways that they could interact with the console to, like, create their own toys. And I love the fact that anytime that a kid...
1: We have a communication issue. <laughs> Patrick, we're missing you, mate. Hello, Patrick. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we lost you, but the uh, Wi-Fi is uh, cutting out. I cannot hear you.
0: The wonders of technology as we spoke into. (laughs) Hey, Neil. Hey, buddy. Hey, last thing I wanted to talk to you about is any thoughts you had on IoT coming into restaurant space. I had a little work in the restaurant space myself uh, back in high school, Uh and I remember working with the the seating system on the computers where you could see and mark whether or not people were sitting there. And busters would come in at the end and they would clean off tables so that they could be free. And servers had to record people's orders, charge the tables, and I drinks. And then managers had to keep track of all of that. And I didn't know if you thought if there are any opportunities to innovate in that space, to add sensors to tables to say when they're dirty or to assist hostesses in some way or if the restaurant business is kind of at its zenith? Like, do you think there's any opportunity to add sensors into restaurants to make them smarter spaces? I think so.
1: Um, there are certain spaces that I have gone into when it comes to a restaurant where you've got the, the iPad where you can do all your ordering and pretty much taken away the, the the waiter service and everything's done through that system where you just look at it and just press the buttons you need. And I think if we can have um smarter technologies especially in the rest i am this restaurant i'm in we have the technology as in um computation of orders and stuff like that which is great but i still feel it's uh, in its in its entirety it's still very archaic and so having that sense of space where for support for the waiters i think so i think there's something to be said for uh, um technology that can be created in that space uh when you know it could be for um Water, for example, or um, food intake, what we need, you know, what's needed in the uh, buying and selling of food for the restaurant, Um, especially in the bar in a situation, how much there could be used for the drinks and the coming and going. And you'll get an exact amount of um, fluids that have been um, sold, uh, alcohols, drinks, whatever that might be, that could be major in really shutting down and focusing and understanding of how much is going in or coming out and um you know in and knowing exactly how your orders will be exact and you know there's a there's an alarm systems that come up to say hey you are low on this you need to buy that and where you can get it from and i think that will be massive i like that. that automatically
0: triggers your purchases for yeah. you so then as soon as you is low trigger a purchase or as soon as it senses that you should be out of alcohol it'll make that purchase for you those are those are really smart and actually kind of easy things because yeah. a lot of that data i feel like you can collect relatively easily and i on. think so i
1: think that that would definitely cool and and then like you kind of spoke into about amazon i think uh, which is exciting for your next chapter is that you know there's that that supermarket's coming out and doing a um a kind of a dry run per se of people coming into a supermarket and don't even have to go through a checkout. They just take what they need and, um, and it's already paid for. Um, I think that could be the same could be the same for people coming into the restaurant. Uh, they have something on them like their phone and it's automatically they put them on the list if there's a waiting list to get into the restaurant. and this senses it around the seating areas where once those people leave, um, the guys who are doing the work tables or service the tables, they get, um, you know, get a thumbs up. Hey, guys, we need this room, this place cleaned. And there's, you know, I think there's there's some work around in that regard that could be really supportive of uh, um, making restaurants more efficient for rest, um, patrons to come to the restaurant and to be seated and when to be seated and when to be looked after and, and in that regard. So, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm sure the, the smarter people in the world can to speak with the people with their boots on the ground, where they get tech, you know you can support the technology, but uh, yeah, absolutely in the restaurant world for sure.
0: Listeners, Neil just gave two phenomenal ideas that you can plug into pretty much any restaurant and go and make a profit. So go and innovate and make those business ideas happen. Neil, thank you for joining us today. I love the experiences and value that you brought to the show, and. Hope to speak awesome. with you again in the future. Absolutely,
1: Thank you, Patrick. It's been a pleasure to serve. I look forward to uh, our next podcast, whenever that might be. And I'm always here for anybody to, to have a conversation about. But thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.